Hello, I'm Pastor Danielle Moore-Casey, and we are glad to have you worshiping with us where you are for this first Sunday of Advent. Just a reminder, it's not too late to join us for our Advent devotions. If you haven't already picked those up, just contact the church office, and you'll hear a little bit more about them in our children's message today. We thank you for continuing to complete and return your commitment card for 2021. Just mail those in, or you can go online to fill out one electronically. We're also beginning to gather collections for poinsettias for Christmas Eve. If you would like to remember or honor or celebrate a loved one, please look at our e-news for more information about that. And now we begin this Advent season with our wreath lighting song. Let us pray. We praise you, O God, for this evergreen crown that marks our days of preparation for Christ's advent. As we light the first candle on this wreath, rouse us from sleep, that we may be ready to greet our Lord when he comes with all the saints and angels. Enlighten us with your grace and prepare our hearts to welcome him with joy. Grant this through Christ our Lord, whose coming is certain and whose day draws near. As we light the candles, we see images of others lighting their candles at their home altars. We sing.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Our service continues now with the children's message. We invite them to gather around. good to be with all of you this first Sunday of Advent. Yes, we're beginning a new season in the church year, and actually we're beginning a whole new church year today, which is very exciting. And you can probably tell as you look around, what is the color of Advent? That's right, the color is blue. And so you can hopefully have already seen some of our special symbols that we have during Advent. You can see some of them right here behind me. There's four candles, and you saw us earlier right, light the four, the one of the four candles on our Advent wreath as well. And so each Sunday, we'll light a new candle until all four on the outside are lit, and at Christmas, we light the Christ candle in the middle. And today we hear Jesus in our gospel text talking about trees, a fig tree to be specific, which got me thinking about another symbol of the Advent season that you might not know as well. It's called a Jesse tree. And I kind of think of it as Jesus' family tree that tells us about those in his family that came before him. It gets its name from Jesse, who was the father of King David, which makes him Jesus' great, 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 great grandfather. And so as we add different ornaments to the tree, we learn about those in Jesus' family. And it starts with this one that looks like a stump with a new sprout springing out. Because long ago, the prophet Isaiah told us about Jesus coming, saying, a new shoot would spring forth from the old dead stump of Jesse. And as we begin the Advent season, that is the first of the ornaments to go on our tree. And then eventually we'll get to things that are maybe a little more familiar, like the angels who announce Jesus' birth. And finally, at Christmas, we get Jesus and the manger and are able to place him on the tree as well. So you can learn a lot about a person, I think, from learning about their family tree. And so we'll be sharing with you this Jesus Family Tree devotion. If you don't already have it, you can contact us at the church to pick one up. For those older adults, we also have Praying the Jesse Tree, and you can pick those up at church as well. And as we read and hear these some familiar stories, we are reminded of God's presence with us since the very beginning of time and are reminded 
of God's presence with us now in this most unusual time. And as we remember, we feel the sense of hope and peace, joy and love as we prepare for Christ's coming again. So as we prepare, we wait and we pray. Will you pray with me? Our hands we fold, our heads we bow. It's time to talk to God now. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. As we await his coming at Christmas, help us be reminded that you are with us, bringing us hope and peace, joy and love. Amen. We turn now to our readings for this day. A reading from Psalm 80. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You who are enthroned upon the cherubim shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us the scorn of our neighbors and our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts, that your face shine that we may be saved. But let your hand be upon the one at your right hand the one whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face shine, that we may be saved. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. A reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus, for in every way you have been enriched in Him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By Him you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Word of God, Word of Life. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the Gospel.
Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter. Jesus said, but in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he might find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep Awake. The Gospel of the Lord. We sing. It seems the sparkle of Christmas has bedecked the shelves of the stores for weeks already, even months in some places, even if there aren't as many people in the stores as usual. This year, it seems like the marketing campaign for Christmas has begun especially early in an effort to lure customers into the spirit of the season so that we might purchase more in a suffering economy. And if you're like me, you typically groan and try to put it off a little bit longer. For some reason, the marketing push toward Christmas only makes me feel tired and annoyed and distracted. And the worst thing is, is that none of those words 
describe the way we should approach the season of Advent. And today, with this allure of Christmas all around us, we, the church, step into the season of Advent. It's a rather difficult place to be in any given year. It's a struggle to stay in Advent when the world seems prematurely calling us into Christmas. Honestly, this year, I'd say I need a little Christmas right this very minute. But I also know how desperately I need Advent. So I'm thankful that through the years I have devised a sort of routine for myself in order that I might resist the sparkle of Christmas and linger in this advent of waiting for the four weeks that the church calendar requires. And my routine is simply this. I try to make advent just as special. It's a trick I learned from my mom at an early age, who I imagine she found it a bit of a struggle to keep two growing girls waiting for Christmas to wait for Christmas as we were growing up. So each year I dig through the closet and I bring out my Advent wreath. And if it is dusty, which it usually is, I spruce it up. And if it is in need of new candles, I treat myself to a bright new ones, perfectly shaped with white new wicks. And then I pull out a painting by Salvador Dali, and I just spend time looking at it, long enough until I feel myself transported into the scene itself. And I was doing that just this weekend when I realized that the painting that I look at every year during Advent does not really have the look of Advent to it at all. I encourage you to go and look it up for yourself. It is entitled Girl Standing at the Window. And it depicts a girl doing just that. Only she's wearing this lightweight sundress that seems to be caught in the same summer breeze that is causing the curtains around the window to dance. And she's looking off into the distance, not at some winter wonderland, but, but rather at a beachy harbor with a small sailboat floating by. Perhaps if it had not been presented to me in a section of a book entitled Advent, I might never have thought that it fit this season. And yet, it does so very well. For the unnamed girl in the painting waits with full attention for something on the horizon. Though the artist certainly captures her frozen in a moment of time, you still get the sense that she's been standing at that window for hours, perhaps most of the day. She is attentive and hope-filled and alert. With her whole being trained on the horizon, she watches for the sign, 
the break of the meeting between sea and sky, the cloud of smoke that heralds the messenger's arrival. Each year, as I gaze at that painting, I ask God to make me like her, to turn me away from being tired and annoyed and distracted by the Christmas craziness, and to transform me into the attentive, hope-filled, alert girl standing at the window, waiting. For so the church is called to be today. And we are the church. As individuals and as a community, we are called into this beautiful season today. We are called not yet into the season of Christmas and certainly not yet now into the flashing red and green lights of the stores. Instead, we are called into the still, deep blue of Advent, the color of the sky just before the first rays announce the sunrise and the dawning of a new day. We are called not into the hustle and bustle of what has come to be known as the Christmas season, Instead, we are called to join that girl standing expectantly and waiting at the window, ready to greet Christ when he comes. The waiting is, at times, a struggle, but it is no doubt advantageous to our souls. Through the weeks ahead, we will hear once again the promise of this coming. The promise comes in the desperate plea of an unlikely prophet saying, tear open the heavens, O God, and come down. It comes in the unexpected peace blossoming in the wilderness desert. It comes in the call, prepare the way of the Lord. And in the startling and sudden courage of Mary saying, let it be with me according to your word. The promise also comes with a warning. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the hour will come. Keep awake. The promise comes. Will we be waiting at the window? Will we alertly wait in this wilderness time? That is the focus of Jesus' discussion with his disciples in our lesson from Mark. Jesus implores them to be ready. He calls them to stand at the window even when the night creeps into dawn and they are tired of waiting. Jesus warns them to be ready. He calls them to stand at the window, even when they are annoyed at the events around them. Jesus asks them to be ready. He calls them to stand at that window, even when the world gets distracted with timelines and plot lines. The promise will come, he proclaims. Will you be waiting at the window, he asks. 
You see, Jesus didn't want them to get caught up in the dashed hopes of the past or distracted by the worries of the future. He wanted them to be living lives of discipleship in the present. Jesus didn't want them growing tired and worn out after his crucifixion, thinking it was all over. Jesus didn't want them distracted by the timetables of when he would come again in his glory, especially when that took much longer than expected. He instead wanted them doing the work of discipleship. That is the message of his story. As he says, it is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. For they represent those slaves and that doorkeeper. Jesus didn't want them caught up in the dashed hopes of the past or distracted by the worries of the future. He wanted them, he wanted us to be living lives of discipleship in the present. Because Jesus knew that is precisely where we will see him again. In our work, as we wait, he will come. As we feed those hungering now for food and for friendship, he will come. As we heal the broken, he will come. As we welcome the unwelcome with radical hospitality, he will come. As we wait expectantly, he will come. He will come again and again and again. He will come. Will we be asleep or rather waiting at the window? Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. Keep awake. How do we deal with such good news as this? By being ready all the time. By living a life of discipleship in the present. By hoping and waiting and working. How do we deal with a promise such as this? by joining with that girl, standing at the window. There, we will have a great view as Christ comes again and again and again. As I pulled out my Advent items this year, I remembered something one of my seminary professors once mused, that somewhere along the way, The coming of Christ became the second coming of Christ. And that this must have been concocted by some early church father with only two fingers. Because the truth is that Christ comes not just twice, but again and again and again. God placed no limits on coming into the world the first time. Why would God place limits on how many times and in how many ways the coming of Christ would happen? Each year, Advent helps us remember and experience this. 
the promise comes. Christ comes. Will we be waiting at that window? Who knows? Ours may be the generation that finally sees Jesus coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Or we may see him in the same way that generations before us have. In the breaking of the bread. In the healing of the broken. In the welcoming of the unwelcome. As we begin a new church year, Advent comes again. The promise comes again. Christ comes again and again and again. Will you be waiting at the window? It might be advantageous to do so. Amen. We sing. People of peace, the time is near of the crowning of the year. Make your house fair as you are able. Trim the hearth and set a table. People of peace, and sing today. Love the guest is on the God of hope, you bless us with all good things. Give us courage and faithfulness to heed your call to share your love with others, especially as we begin this season of Advent. God of hope, our world is struggling with many needs. Where there is war, bring us peace. Where there is hunger and thirst, bring food and water. Where there is sickness, bring healing and comfort. Where others have not heard the hope of your message and the gift of your son, lead us to share this great gift. In our own country, bring healing so we can move forward in unity and compassion. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. God of hope, last week we gratefully shared meals and caring both in person and virtually. Help us to remember those less fortunate as we move forward from one day of thanksgiving to giving thanks to you every day. Help us to give hope to others through acts of service and caring, especially to the poor, hungry, and hopeless during this season and every other day. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. God of hope, you have led our congregation to new ways of maintaining our community of faith and allowing us to feel and share your love for all. 
as we move through the challenge of a pandemic and of disunity among many in our country. We offer thanks for our ministry team and the care they put into our weekly worship services and other gatherings of our community. They have been beacons of love and hope to all of us during this time of distancing. Hear us, O oh God, your mercy is great. God of hope, hear the prayers of our hearts. We pray for your continuing care and strength for these needs of our congregation. We lift up to you today our prayers of thanksgiving for our triumphant love ministry, especially for our liturgical arts team decking the halls of our sanctuary for worship with each changing season. We pray for those in need of healing, especially for David and Myron, Joel, Barb, and Laurel, for those in treatment for cancer, especially Doug, Lene, Julie, Bob, and Barbara. We pray for those on the front lines of battling COVID-19 across the country and around the world, and for those ill with COVID-19, especially for Clyde, Stephen, and Don, and for these things in our hearts and minds now. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of hope, as you hear our prayers today, we are grateful that you are ever-present in our lives and our continuous source of hope. Amen. And the peace of Christ be with you always. Please share a sign of that peace with those around you and with those you meet throughout the week. Your continued support of our ministry during this unprecedented time is greatly appreciated. You can mail in your offering or use this time to set up online giving. Simply go to tllc.org and click on the Give tab. Or use our Give Plus text feature to give your offering digitally. Simply text the amount you wish to give to 512-357-7693 and then follow the secure payment instructions.
continued support of our ministry during this unprecedented time is greatly appreciated. You can mail in your offering or use this time to set up online giving. Simply go to tllc.org and click on the Give tab. Or use our Give Plus text feature to give your offering digitally. Simply text the amount you wish to give to 512-357-7693 and then follow the secure payment instructions. Let us pray. Generous God, you have created all that is, and you provide for us in every season. Bless all that we offer, that through these gifts the world will receive your blessing. In the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, we pray. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught. Our Father, Father in heaven, heaven hallowed be your name. name. Your, your kingdom, kingdom come. come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And the creator of the stars, bless your advent waiting. The long-expected Savior fill you with love. The startling spirit guide your journey, now and forever. Amen. We sing. dismissal just a few reminders about those advent opportunities during the month of december we will have some small outdoor gatherings for worship in our resurrection garden our all prayer and praise services you may sign up for those via our e-news and also a reminder to come by and grab one of our advent devotions for this season and now go in peace prepare the way of the lord thanks, thanks be, be to, to god, god. Thank you for listening to our message today. We are Triumphant Love Lutheran Church and are affiliated with the Southwest Texas Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. We are located in Austin, Texas. 
you can follow us on our website, www.tllc.org. We look forward to you seeking us out as our podcasts progress and further episodes are added. You have a great day, and may the Lord be with you.